0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A Year of No Fear. Today, I'm going to be reading the entire chapter of Second Samuel chapter 9, and there's only one verse that I want to focus on, but I just feel like I should read the entire chapter. So a lot has happened since the last episode of A Year of No Fear. We went from 1 Samuel to Second Samuel, Saul continued to chase David down. David spared Saul's life twice. He was in range where David could have killed him. David spared his life twice. And yeah, he was just being an honorable man. He did not kill, like I talked about in the last episode, he did not kill uh, or try to get vengeance or revenge or, or like any, he didn't try to get Saul back. He recognized that Saul was the appointed man that was king over the nation of Israel because that's what God had done. So he was not going to touch him. He was still the anointed king. So David honored that and he wasn't going to touch him. So First Samuel ends and Second Samuel starts. Saul commits suicide and David is now appointed and anointed as the king of Israel. And he's going around and he's winning a bunch of bat- battles. He's getting victories left and right, which is great. And then we come to Second Samuel chapter 9. One day, David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am. Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. In Lodabar, Ziba told him, at the home of Makir, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Makir's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him and to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziba replied, Yes, my lord, the king, I am your servant, and I will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table, like one of the king's own sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants, and Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. So this goes back and shows what I was talking about in the last episode. This goes back to David's honor and David's integrity, showing him as a man of God, how he carries himself and what he does. You know, Saul was a pretty... I mean he he was good in the beginning like he was good at first he was all good but he allowed a door to be open for the enemy to use he allowed demonic spirits to come in and influence him and he allowed rage and anger and bitterness and hostility to take place in his heart toward David you know he wasn't really even at, at to a certain degree in control of his own emotions because he was being tormented and oppressed and possibly possessed by demons. The entire time, like I talked about in last, in the last episode, and if you haven't listened, you should go listen to that. I hope you're following along with A Year of No Fear, um, because it's going through the entire, you know, the entire Bible. And there are some books that haven't been read because there's not a verse in there that says, do not fear, do not be afraid, or do not worry. But we're just going through like the story of the Bible. So last week, or last, in the last episode, I talked about how? David never tried to get back at Saul. He never tried to even defend himself, really. Like he always had a way out. He always escaped when when that time was necess- when it was time for that to happen. When he was being chased down by Saul, he hid in the wilderness. And he always escaped. He never said, okay this man is relentlessly chasing me down. I'm not going to run anymore. I am going to defend myself. I, I know that I have, I know that I, I have the anointing now and I know that God is on my side. And I know that his word says that he will make my enemies defeated, be defeated before my face. So Saul is my enemy and I'm going to go to battle with him or I'm going to, I'm going to kill him. You know, he never said like, Saul is trying to kill me, so therefore I'm going to have to kill him. He never did that. Even the times where he came face to face with Saul, when Saul was hunting him down, the second time he said, he, he showed him like, hey, I cut this piece of thing, this piece of cloth off of your robe just to show you that I am not trying to harm you. I'm not trying to kill you. I very well could have done it, but I spared your life. I didn't do it. Saul did not want, uh, David did not want to harm Saul. David did not want to get back at him. He didn't, he even wept, he cried and he grieved for Saul when he killed himself. The man that made him leave the land that God had promised to, to him to be king over. He had been a servant of Saul. Like he had been He had been with Saul when he was, a, since he was a kid, like ultimate betrayal. You know, like I, like I've been with you since I've been a kid. But David never spoke an ill word of Saul. He never bashed him or he never never did anything to undermine him. He always showed him honor and respect and loyalty. Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son named Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth was lame. He couldn't walk. He was crippled. And what did David say to Saul's servant? He said, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. After all of the pain and all of the wasted time and struggle and all of the things that Saul had caused in David's life, like people being killed because of because of David, because they helped him, like after everything that Saul had done, he said, Like this man is dead. Like he has no responsibility. He has no responsibility to Saul's family other than what he promised to Jonathan. But he said he didn't know that Mephibosheth was going to or that the descendant was going to be Jonathan's son when he asked the servant because Saul had other kids. He said, is anyone alive from Saul's family? So not even just kids, but like extended family. And he said, if so, I want to show God's kindness to them. He didn't say, nope, they deserve to suffer. Actually, bring them here. I'm going to kill them. Like, no. He said, I want to show God's kindness to them. So he brought, so the servant brought in Mephibosheth, which was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. And he brought him in and he said, don't be afraid. I intend to show you kindness because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. So not like I'm going to get revenge on you because your granddad literally tried to kill me and he made my life a living hell for like this many years. No, he said, I'm going to show you kindness. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. I'm... I called you here because I want to show you kindness. So while I was reading this, while I was in, not this chapter, but like I, I kind of just went back just to get like a refresher because it's been a while since I've read this. But I just started thinking, like, okay, this has really not a whole lot to do with do not fear. I'm going to be 100% honest. It, it doesn't have a lot to do with do not fear. But I, I was like, okay, maybe I could, like, I, I started thinking, like, dang a lot of people including myself can really learn something from david because david what the bible re- uh, records him down as is a man after god's own heart and david made some mistakes like if you go two chapters ahead you'll see like one of the, the one one of the biggest mistakes that david makes in his life i mean david was still anointed king of god but like while I touched on it before, but a lot of the Psalms that David wrote, they were while he was on the run or while he was in the wilderness. And it wasn't just from Saul, but it was from even like his own sons. So David made mistakes, but the Bible records him as a man after God's own heart. And as I was reading a few chapters before, I have to go back and find it. I think I'm going to talk about this soon. I've been talking a lot about Deuteronomy chapter 28 and That chapter, the beginning or the first 14 verses of that chapter is titled, at least in the New King James Version, it's titled as Blessings on Obedience. And one of the blessings is that he will make your enemies be defeated before your face. And then another one says, then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. And it just goes on, so I highly recommend you go read that Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 through 14. And David, since he was a man after God's own heart, and he kept the statutes of the Lord, and Second Samuel chapter 7 verses 9 or verse nine, and I'll just read down. It says, I have been with you wherever you have gone. I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. I will provide a homeland for my people, Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations will never won't oppress them as they have done in the past. And that's another promise in there too. But he says that he's had all of his enemies destroyed before his eyes. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says that he will cause your enemies to be defeated before your face. That's one promise that was fulfilled. And then another one that all the people groups on the earth will know that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. And then he says, I will make you as I will make your name as famous as anyone who's ever lived on the earth. So. David was a man after God's own heart. He kept the statutes of the Lord. Yes, he made mistakes, but God still blessed him because he was a man after God's own heart. And this chapter, I mean, even is still before the mistake that David made. But the way that God redeemed his story. But you just you go to see like God will bless your integrity. He will bless you when you honor those that you're supposed to honor when you have integrity when you're not looking for people to give you applause or people to praise you when you are doing good deeds when you first of all don't have to and second of all when nobody's watching you know like David didn't have to take care of Jonathan Jonathan was dead Saul was dead Mephibosheth was probably just chilling, like not even worried about like he honestly, maybe he thought that David wanted to kill him because of what Saul had done. David didn't have to do anything. He could have said, you know what? Saul tried to kill me. Jonathan is dead. I'm going to hang on to this bitterness and I'm just not going to go through with what I promised or I'm not going to go through like with anything. I'm not going to look for anybody in, in Saul's family. Saul is dead. Jonathan's dead. And they're probably just grateful that I'm not trying to kill them. So like not even just going to get revenge, but just like not doing anything at all. But David had integrity. David honored the king that was before him, the man of God that came before him, regardless of his personal feelings. And we don't know what his personal feelings were. David seemed like a pretty joyful person. He held his head high. He walked with integrity and he honored those that came before him. So that's just something that I felt like I needed to share with you guys. I feel like we could all learn something from David because, I don't know, sometimes we get focused on like, well, this person did this to me and that person did that to me. And I'm going to be the victim because I have the right to do that. I have the right to, to say these things and I have the right to do these things or I have the right to do nothing at all. They did this to me. I don't have to do anything for them ever again in my life. But the Bible says, bless those who curse you. That's what Jesus says. So I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there and just share with you guys like what David did and what he was entitled or had the right to do as a human being, but because he was a man after God's own heart. And he said in 2 Samuel chapter nine, he said, is anyone from, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them, not my own Kindness. I want to show God's kindness to them. What would God have you to do? What kind of kindness would God have to, show, have to show you to your enemies, to the descendants of your enemies, to your enemy's family? Nobody says you had to be best friends with your enemies. Don't do that. But somebody who's wronged you. David wanted to show God's kindness to Saul's family. A man after God's own heart. So I don't know what that looks like for you, but yeah, I just felt like I needed to talk about it. I felt like I needed to to get that out there and share with you guys, um, because we all can learn something from the life of David. We can all learn something from how David acted, from how he from for what kind of person he was, for the honor and the respect that he had for the man of God. For the anointed person of God. He did not agree. I know that David didn't agree with Saul trying to kill him. I know he didn't agree with him being anger, angry and all of the things that Saul did. He did not, I don't think, I, I highly doubt that David agreed with Saul's with Saul's actions. But he still decided to lay down his own emotions. To lay down his pride and do what the word of God says. And do what God would have him to do. And because of that, David was blessed. Like, if you go and you read um, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, and I might talk, I'm probably going to talk about it, or I probably already have talked about it, because I'm recording this right now on Tuesday, and I have the Wednesday episode tomorrow, and then this is going to come out on Thursday. But if you go and you read Second Samuel chapter 7, what's happening is that, um, a prophet is prophesying what the Lord said to about to David about David and what he promises him. He says that he'll raise up one of his descendants, his own offspring, and he's going to make his kingdom strong. So after David, the king after David is Solomon, which is his son, but also Jesus Christ comes from the line of David. The line of David, you know, Jesus comes from that line and that's how God's kingdom is established. That is the kingdom that we're in today. And from the the kingdom that we have today is from the line of David. So because David was a man after God's own heart and because he didn't because he put his personal feelings aside and followed the statutes of the Lord, he was blessed because of that. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great week, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Love you. Bye.